Kids ready for a new week? Everybody up to the task? It's Monday, and you know what Monday means. It means you have a whole week's worth of work ahead of you, and Monday starts getting it done. That's the attitude, brother. Hey, Chester is back. Chester has been not working with us because of the COVID, but now he is taking all the necessary precautions, and he feels more comfortable and we have a plexiglass thing between us anyway, or actually a glass. Uh, but he's back there on the soundboard. Chester, it's good to see you. Thumbs up to you, buddy. And uh, so we'll be, we'll be talking to Chester off and on. And he does a lot of our selections and puts together a lot of good stuff for us. So we're glad to have him back with us. We are. All right, happy Monday. This is the uh, last week in August, unless you count next Monday, which is the very last day of August, 31st. Schools start uh, next Monday here in our area, in St. Charles County, near St. Louis in Missouri. And they were supposed to start tomorrow, but they put it off a week. I do work for the school board, so this affects me, and I don't know how I feel about it. But uh, I will not get into that discussion on here. Anyway, glad to have you along. This is Bob Bro. Welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast. On Mondays, we play comedies. On Tuesdays, we play a drama. On Wednesday, we play a mystery. And on Thursdays, we play a Western. And on the weekends, we do a two-hour or approximately two-hour, sometimes an hour and a half, archive show where we go back Oh, sometimes as far as 12 years in the archives and pull out shows that we've done. But when you're listening to old-time radio shows, does it matter if you're listening to a show from 1952, if you're listening to it in 2012 or 2020? I don't think it makes much difference. And uh, so far, you haven't either. So, But I've got a great comedy lined up for this week, one we have not played before. And I think you're going to enjoy it, and I'll tell you about that in just a minute. So get comfortable, make yourselves um, a little something to drink, perhaps, get your feet up, uh, just curl back in that big comfortable chair, and let the worries of the day leave you. And uh, we're going to make you laugh here in just a minute. Monday, Monday, can't trust that day. Something appalling, something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Nothing with kings, nothing with crowns. Bring on the lovers, liars, and 
complications. Nothing portentous or polite. Ready tomorrow, tonight. <laughs> we have a treat for you guys today. We have an episode of The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet to start things off. This one was first broadcast on, let's see, what was it? May the 16th in 1952. This is a little background for those of you that uh, don't remember Ozzy and Harriet. Ozzy was a band leader and Harriet was a singer. This was back during the late 30s and the 40s. And uh, once they met and got married, they started having a family. They were still living on the road and they realized that traveling around with a band was not a very good way to raise sons. So they decided to look for an environment that was more suitable. Well, radio was the place to be. And uh, they started looking around for a radio spot and they became regulars on the Red Skelton show. This was in the early 40s. Now, Red Skelton was drafted in 1944. So Ozzy, who was quite a business mind, figured that their best option was to headline a show of their own. And the result was the very appealing domestic radio sitcom that you're about to hear. It starred Ozzy and Harriet and their two boys, David and Ricky, who earlier on were played by uh, professional actors. But by 19, what was it, 49, I think, the actual David and Ricky, who at the time were ages 12 and 8, uh, actually started playing themselves on the show. It's a domestic comedy. They're living at home. The only thing that's different is they're not celebrities. They're not in show business in the show. In fact, it was always a big mystery exactly what Ozzy did for a living. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet launched in October 1944. It went back and forth between CBS and NBC until finally in 1949, it jumped to ABC and it remained there until 1954. However, the last two years of their life on radio, they were also on television. And they made a very big splash on television and remained on television, I think it was until 1966, so about 14 years. There were 402 radio episodes. Many of them today are not in very good shape, at least the ones I have in my files. However, uh, the wonderful radio historian... An archivist, I think might even be a better way to put it, Jerry Hendigas, who lives out in Whittier, California, and has been collecting these shows for years and has thousands upon thousands of the original discs that these shows uh, came out on, has just recently released a couple of episodes of the Ozzy and Harriet show that are in excellent sound quality. And it's one of those that you're hearing tonight. So a big thank you to Jerry Hendigas. So, okay, here we go. This is 1952. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, and the name of this episode is Strictly Farmers, and you'll understand why. present the amusingly transcribed Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard.
much action in the vicinity of the Nelson's house this afternoon. The boys are out playing somewhere, and Ozzie and Harriet are down at the Emporium doing some shopping. At least that's what was decided at breakfast this morning. In fact, I think... Yeah, yeah, there she is. Oh, pardon me, but aren't you Harriet Hilliard? Yes, I am. Why, Dorothy Chapman, how are you? Oh, fine, thanks, Harriet. It's Wilkinson now. I'm married. Oh, for goodness sakes. How have you been? Oh, just fine. And you? Wonderful. I'm married, too. My name is Nelson now. Say, wait a minute. There was a Nelson boy in our class in school. The, uh, tall, handsome boy with blonde, wavy hair. Yes, that's right. I married his cousin, Ozzie. <laughs> Oh, how nice. Oh, it's so good to see you again, Harriet. Same here, Dorothy. You say your husband's name is Wilkinson? Yes, Ezra Wilkinson. <laughs> it sounds rather farmerish, doesn't it? It does at that. What business is he in? He's a farmer. <laughs> well, how about that? Wait till my two boys hear that I know somebody who actually lives on a real farm. Have the kids ever seen a real farm? No, no, I guess they haven't. Well, then, why don't you pile them in the car and come on down and spend the weekend with us? We have plenty of room. Well, it's awfully nice of you to invite us. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. And not only that, but I'm anxious to have you meet my husband. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of husbands, I was supposed to meet Ozzie ten minutes ago at the information booth. Why don't you come along with me? Well, okay, fine. Maybe I can help you make excuses. <laughs> Oh, hiya, Thorny. What are you doing down here? Oh, I'm just looking around for something to give my boy Will for his birthday. Where's Harriet, Oz? Your guess is as good as mine, Thorny. She's supposed to meet me here 15 minutes ago. Isn't it funny a woman can be sensible about everything else in the world, but there's one thing they all have in common, a complete disregard for time. No, no, no. Take it easy, Oz. You're getting all riled up. It's bad for your health. No, I'm not getting riled up. Just stating a fact. I know, but you're starting to steam up and it's bad for you. Anger causes a poisonous substance to form in your glands, and it gradually works into the bloodstream. Thorny, you're the greatest example I know of the old adage, a little learning is a dangerous thing. <laughs> well, that may be so, Oz, but this time I'm right. I was reading just the other day about a guy who was always losing his temper, and you know what happened to him? He developed sinus, rheumatism, gallstones, asthma, anemia, premature baldness, sclerosis of the liver, insomnia, and, and, and chronic indigestion. Where did you read about this guy? In the Reader's Digest. Article called The Most Unforgettable Character I Ever Met. I think I'll write in and tell him about you. Now, look at the time, will you? I've been waiting here for Harriet for 18 minutes now. Relax, Oz. After all, Harriet's a woman and women will be late. Never known one yet who didn't keep you waiting. What time is it? Oh, for goodness sakes, I better get going. What's your hurry? I was supposed to meet my wife at the market a half hour ago. <laughs> Over this way, Dorothy. I'm supposed to meet him at the information desk. <sighs> Quite a crowd here today, isn't there? I think it's on account of the sale. Because it's too bad my Ezra isn't here. He could run interference for us. He was quite a football player in school. Oh, is that so? Ozzy played football, too. Well, isn't that nice? What position did Ozzy play? Well, I'm not sure exactly. He used to run with the ball a lot, I know, and throw forward passes. Oh. Well, I know a little bit about football. What was his number? I think it was eight. Well, Ezra was a fullback, and his number was 16. 
So eight would be a halfback. <laughs> I, I believe that's how they work it. Oh, there's Ozzy over by the tie counter. See him? Oh, yes. Why, he looks very nice. Say, maybe you'd better not say anything about our coming down to the farm, Dorothy. I know it's okay, but I'll tell Ozzy about it later this evening. I certainly, dear. Anything you say. He might be a little upset about my being so late. Holy smokes, what happened to you? I thought you got lost or something. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I bumped into Dorothy here, and we got to gabbing and lost all track of time. This is Dorothy Wilkinson. We went to school together. Oh, Hello, Ozzy. <laughs> well, I'm afraid it was all my fault. You know how us girls are when we get to talking. We haven't seen each other for years. No, that's okay. It'll make it easier on me the next time I'm late for dinner. <laughs> well, I, I think I'd better be running. Harriet, it's been so nice seeing you again, and uh, don't forget now. Don't worry, we'll be there. Hi, fellas. Hi, Mom. Where's Pop? He's putting the car away. You want me to help you with those, Mom? Yes, thank you, David. What have you got there? Anything interesting? No, not for you boys. But I do have a little surprise for you. I ran into an old school chum of mine, and she's married to a farmer, and they've invited us to spend the weekend on their farm. Gee, that sounds like fun. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever been on a farm in my whole life. Oh, now, there's just one little catch to it. I haven't asked your father yet. I'll have to see what he says first. Don't you think Pop will want to go? Oh, I suppose so, but it's quite a drive. Do they have cows and chickens down there? Oh, I imagine so. I know it's a very big farm. I've never seen a chicken up close. Except the kind we eat. Well, the chickens on the farm are the kind we eat, Dopey. They don't walk around on the table. <laughs> Boys, I wonder if they have any horses down there. Oh, I imagine so. Never heard of a farm without horses. Oh, hi, fellas. Oh, hi, hi Pa. Pa. What's this about a farm? Oh, the boys were just asking a few questions. Well, anything you want to know, just ask your old dad. I didn't know you ever lived on a farm, Pa. Oh, sure. I spent a lot of time on a farm when I was a boy. Well, I didn't know that either. Oh, sure. You've heard me speak of my Uncle Daniel's farm out in Coffeyville, Kansas. I spent a lot of time there. <laughs> What's the big joke? I was just thinking how near you came to not getting me. <laughs> One year on the farm, I, I met this girl, long brown hair and a spray of freckles across her upturned nose, big blue eyes. Yes, I might have married her. Sounds very attractive. Why didn't you? Well, she didn't like me. <laughs> I don't believe it. Well, she turned me down. Yeah, she was 16 at the time. How old were you? 11. <laughs> Did you ever milk a cow, Pop? Oh, sure, lots of times. Is it easy? No, there's quite a knack to it. I hate to brag, <laughs> but when I was about your age, Dave, there wasn't much I couldn't do around a farm. Milk cows, plow, pitch hay, chop wood, shuck corn. Could you lay eggs? <laughs> no, but I gathered plenty the chickens laid. I used to throw feed to the hogs and chickens and lead the old bull out to pasture, harness up the horses. Horses can sleep standing up, can't they, Pop? Yeah, so they say. Did you drive the horses, Pop? Oh, sure. I used to drive them all over the place. Could you teach us how to milk a cow? I reckon so. Yep, I cracky, I reckon so. <laughs> I don't think the boys have ever seen an honest-to-goodness farm. I guess that's right. 
Too bad you can't spend a few days on a farm sometime, fellas. Oh, but that's just it. They can. How's that? Well, remember Dorothy Wilkinson, the girl I introduced you to this afternoon? Yeah. Well, she and her husband live on a farm out by Appledale River, and they've invited us to spend the weekend with them. Well, that's a sleeper jump from here, isn't it? No, it's only about a three or four hour drive. We can get an early start. Oh, gee, Harry, the roads are probably bad down there. It'll be a lot of fun, Pop. The boys have never seen a farm, and this would be a wonderful opportunity for you to show them all about it. Well, I don't remember much. It's been so long, I probably wouldn't know a, a maple tree from a whiffle tree. It'll come back to you. You said you spent practically your whole boyhood on a farm. No, I didn't say that at all, Harriet. I said I spent my summer vacations there. You'll probably remember all that stuff, Pa. In fact, I didn't spend the entire vacations even. It was just a couple of summers. I'll bet you can still milk the cows. Altogether, I, I think I was only out there the two summers. Yes, that's right. <laughs> couple of weeks each summer. I'll bet you can still throw the bull, Pop. <laughs> Ricky, you lead the bull. You don't throw it. We can get an early start in the morning. You'll probably get a bigger kick out of it than the boys. Well, Harry, it's one thing to spend the day out there, but golly, to go for a whole weekend. Her husband will probably expect me to do half his chores for him. Well, why not? After all, you're the farmer in this family. I'm no farmer, and you know it. Oh, Ozzie, you're just being modest. This is going to be lots of fun, boy. It sure is, boy. You have to get up real early, fellas. Heck, that's fun. It's a fine thing. My own family sets a trap for me, and I walk right into it. Not only that, dear, you provided the bait. <laughs> Well, for goodness sake. Oh, hiya, Thorny. What in the world are you doing up so early, Oz? Yeah, we're taking a little trip today. Seems some friend of Harriet's married a farmer, and they've invited us to spend the weekend down on the farm. Well, how about that? Sounds like fun. I'm sorry I can't share your enthusiasm. Oh, Oz, how can you say a thing like that? Does a man good to get back to the primitive once in a while? Back to Mother Nature and the good earth. Well, maybe so. At least the boys will get a kick out of it. Hi, Mr. Thornbury. Oh, hello, David. Ricky? Say, your dad tells me you're going to spend a couple of days down on the farm. Yes, sir. Pop's going to show us how to milk the cows and feed the chickens and stuff like that. Now, Ricky... Say, I didn't know you were an experienced farmhand, huh? No, actually, Thorny... You've been holding out on me, you old rascal, you. No, no. <laughs> I just spent a few weeks on a farm when I was a kid. Probably forgotten everything I ever knew about it. Oh, no, it'll come right back to you. Of course, I don't know a darn thing about it myself... But they tell me once you get the knack of a thing like milking cows or harnessing up the horses, you never forget it. Well, maybe so. Anyway, I'll probably spend the weekend lying out in the old hammock. Breakfast, everybody! Well, have a good time, fellas. Oh, thanks, Thorny. Thanks, thanks Mr. Thornberry. put on our good clothes, Pop. Well, we're going to a farm. Life on a farm's pretty rugged. Have to be properly dressed for it. I hope we don't scare Ezra and Dorothy to death. These straw hats are swell, Pop. Can we wear them to school on Monday? Of course you can if you want to. How come you're wearing your galoshes, Pop? It isn't raining. Well, farms are always muddy whether it's raining or not. Everybody wears overshoes on a farm. You look very nice in your wool plaid shirt, dear. Oh, thanks. 
Well, one thing I want you to remember, boys, Mr. and Mrs. Wilkinson are farmers, and farmers are not like city people. They act a bit different, and they talk a little different. Dorothy talked just the way we do. Yes, but what about Ezra? <laughs> I can see him now. <laughs> Bye, Cracky. Well, I never. Well, bust my bridges. <laughs> Come on, Mo, let's show me in the middles. <laughs> Gee, what kind of language is that? Well, that's farm talk, Ricky. That's the way Mr. Wilkinson may talk. And I want you boys to be very careful not to offend him. No matter how funny things seem, don't laugh. <laughs> I hope they don't laugh at us. What's that thing, Pop? Well, that, Ricky, is a corncob pipe. When you get in character, you really do it, don't you, dear? Can I have one, Pop? No, you're too young to smoke, Ricky. Smoking would make you sick. Why don't you light the pipe? I'm afraid it'll make me sick. <laughs> This is sure swell and dry. We haven't passed a house or another car for miles. Oh, we're really out in the country now, boys. Yeah, really away from the city. Not even a telephone pole around here. Just lonesome country. Want a kiss? Almost a wilderness. She, she says, says no. Untouched by man. Here's your hat. Notice the name of this road, the old schoolhouse road. Out you go. Probably only used occasionally by a farmer driving his wagon into town. Don't you fret? Yes, sir, this is Mother Nature undisturbed by civilization. Don't you rave. Just nature in the raw out here, boys. Go and get. Just like pioneers. Burma shade. <laughs> country air is really invigorating. Are we almost there, Pop? Almost, Ricky. Oh, another thing, fellas. If Mr. Wilkinson should happen to take something out of his pocket and take a big bite out of it, don't embarrass him by asking for a piece of licorice. <laughs> and don't stare at him. Just get out of the way and pretend you didn't see a thing. <laughs> ah, there's nothing like the life on a farm. Oh, a rink a pink a pink, a rink a pink pink pink, a rink a pink pink pink, a rink a pink pink pink. Well, this is it. This is the farm, boys. Holy smokes, is this it? Oh, what a beautiful place they have here. Yeah, it looks more like a country club, doesn't it? Well, hello, hello. Oh, hi there. Well, I see you made it. Welcome to our little farm. Oh, this is beautiful, Dorothy. Oh, this is David and this is Ricky. Hello. Oh, well, what nice-looking boys. Hey, this place of yours is absolutely fantastic. Oh, thank you, Ozzy. Oh, Ezra, the Nelsons are here. Coming. Oh, I'm so happy you could come, Harriet. Oh, this is my husband, dear. Oh, oh how do you do? You do? Oh, Ezra, you will you go and help Ozzy bring in their things? Oh, this air is wonderful. Oh, Mr. Wilkinson. Well, howdy doody. Oh, greetings, Mr. Nelson. Or Ozzy, if I may. Let me get those bags for you. Oh, thanks a lot. I'll get these over here. 
I was just telling your wife what a beautiful place you have here. Oh, thanks. Of course, it's pretty far out, but we like it. How far does your property extend? Oh, uh, just a little beyond the hill over there. We'll take a little ride around after lunch, if you'd like. Oh, that sounds swell. Well, I hope you don't mind coming in through the family entrance. Somehow, we always use the back door. Well, that's fine with me. Boy, some sure smells good. Why don't you just put those over by the stairway? I'll, I'll take them up later. Oh, just wait till you see this kitchen, Ozzie. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, I had to beat Ezra over the head to get it, but it was worth every growl he made. Oh, you're really roughing it here, aren't you, Dorothy? <laughs> Look at this, Ozzie. Electric stove, electric refrigerator, deep freeze, automatic dishwasher and garbage disposal, washing machine and a clothes dryer. Oh, and I just love this big open fireplace. I see you've wired the place for electricity. Oh, yes. <laughs> we run practically everything by electricity. Pump water all over the place with electric motors. Barns are all lighted up. Even milk the cows by electricity. Of course, this modern way is a little different from the old-fashioned farming, but it gives a man a chance to live. Uh, let me hang up all your straw hats. Uh, are they wearing these things in town? <laughs> for little trips and things. Well, lunch is just about ready whenever you are. I'm planning on getting a helicopter next. It'll be a big help getting into town and around the farm. Aren't they pretty hard to learn to fly? I've never been up in one myself. I keep a little Piper Cub out at the airport. Gee, have you got a plane? Oh, yes. I kind of like to think I keep up with the times. Golly, we never met anyone like you, Mr. Wilkinson. Why don't you become a farmer, Pa? Well, it certainly looks like a good life, doesn't it? Of course, it's a little different than the farming I used to know back in Kansas. Well, come on over here and I'll show you the well. Oh, good. Nothing like a cool drink out of the old oaken bucket. Here she is, 150 feet deep. This is the pump motor. Nice little diesel. Where's the old oaken bucket? <laughs> well, Mrs. Wilkinson has it in the house. She wired it up and made a very attractive lamp out of it. <laughs> That's a neat idea. How about the horses? Yeah, can we see the horses? Well, boys, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but we just don't have any horses on the farm. Everything we have here is mechanized. Uh, come on over here and I'll show you what we use instead of horses. Oh, boy, a great big tractor. Oh, boy. Say, it sure is a big one. Ah, caterpillar tractor. We've got pretty heavy soil here, but this baby will wade through anything. Hello there. Oh, hi, Harriet. Oh, hello, Harriet. Come on over and join us. Ezra's taking us on a little tour of inspection. So I see. Look at this tractor, Mom. Isn't it neat? Oh, yes. Would you like to drive it, Ozzie? Oh, golly, I don't know. Well, if you'd show me the controls. Sure. Hop on the seat there. Bob sure is lucky, boy. Can you make it? Yeah, I think so. Careful you don't fall off, dear. It looks a little different from up here. That's hard to drive, boy. I can't find the steering wheel. No steering wheel on these. Now, this lever turns your right and this one left. There's the clutch, the gear shift, the brake, and the gas.
of that tree get right in front of me? Gee, I'm all right. Did I do any damage? Oh, I don't think so. What about those wires he knocked down? What wires? Oh, the ones from the pole to the barn. They snapped. Oh, yeah, so they did. Oh, that's the power line to my milking machines. Oh, I'm awfully sorry, Ezra. Will they be hard to fix? No, don't worry about it. I'll have it done. Say, we do have a problem, though. This is just about milking time. All the cows have to be milked. Oh. I guess he'll have to be milked by hand. This is an awful confession for a farmer to make, but to be honest with you, I, I never milked a cow in my life. Don't worry about that. Pop's the best cow milker in the world. Uh, now, now, wait a minute. Sure, Pop used to live on a farm. I was worried there for a minute. Uh, no, 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 just a second. Ozzie Nelson, I'll bet you knocked that wire down on purpose just to show the boys how well you can milk a cow. Well, it's been years, and, and as a matter of fact... Come on, Pop, you can do it. Now, now, wait, let go. Stop pushing, Harriet. Please, just a minute, everybody. Ridiculous. I mean, just because a man spent two weeks on a farm once. In fact, it was hardly more than a week. I went home early. I remember I stepped, I mean, a cow stepped on my foot and, and they had to send me home. Oh, go ahead, Ozzy. Don't be so modest. Yeah, go ahead, Pop. This is your moment, boy. Honestly, I don't think I even remember. Go ahead, Pop. You can do it, Pop. Well. How about that? It works. That's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Has he milked many cows before? Well, between you and me, I think this is the first time he's ever tried it. <laughs> well, that's absolutely fantastic. Well, I married a fantastic fool. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. That show might be more fun for those of us that actually remember Ozzie and Harriet, but I thoroughly, 
thoroughly enjoyed that. That was just great fun. The uh, Saturday Evening Post had a really interesting article about Ozzy and Harriet and David and Ricky back in, uh, well, it was just a year ago in 2019. I'm just going to read just from a part of this. It says that Ozzy Nelson might have seemed like an unlikely sitcom mastermind. Born in 1906, Nelson became an Eagle Scout, a high school and college football player, and later a student at Rutgers. He was also a musician. And when America fell into the Great Depression, he moved into a music career. Nelson formed the Ozzy Nelson Band, later the Ozzy Nelson Orchestra, in 1930 and produced a succession of popular records. Nelson frequently duetted with Harriet Hilliard. In 1935, the same year that the group scored a number one record, Ozzy and Harriet got married. David was born the following year, and Eric, whom they later called Ricky, was born in 1940. During the 40s, Ozzy and Harriet wanted to turn from the road life to something more stable with their two boys. Radio beckoned, and they became regulars on programs like the Red Skelton Show. Skelton was drafted into the Army in early 1944, and Ozzy decided it was time to create a show of their own. The result? The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, a domestic radio sitcom featuring the couple and their two boys, Debuting on October 8, 1944, it would run eventually for 10 years on radio, the last two years which overlapped with their TV show. As the 1950s began, the ABC network, which carried the radio series, wanted to move the show into TV. This was a frequent strategy at the time, as the networks would break a concept on the radio and then transfer the familiar property to TV. The Nelson's contract with ABC provided for that same opportunity. Well, as a pilot of sorts, the family appeared in the feature film, Here Come the Nelsons. Its popularity was proof of concept to Ozzy, and he negotiated a fairly revolutionary 10-year deal with ABC that would guarantee the family 10 years of revenue, whether the show ran that long or not. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, the TV version, launched on October 10, 1952, and stuck around until April of 66. The show ran long enough for David and Ricky to both get married during its run. As that happened, their real-life wives, June Blair, David's wife, and Kristen Harmon, Ricky's wife and sister of actor Mark Harmon, joined the cast as well. Midway through the show's run, Ozzy took note of the explosive popularity of rock and roll and of his own son's talent for it. Ozzy helped get Ricky recorded at Verve Records, where he put down three songs. Ricky performed one of those tunes, Fats Domino's I'm Walkin', on the April 10, 1957 episode of the show, and his popularity exploded. Ricky's stardom went stratospheric through the last few years of the show. Between 1958 and 1959, he even had more hits than Elvis, with 12 songs in the top 40. And I can guarantee you, my sister bought every one of them. Boy, she was... Uh... She was hooked on Ricky Nelson. I remember the her best friend was hooked on Elvis, but my sister, it was <laughs> Ricky Nelson all the way. She was in, I guess, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, right about that during that time period. And uh, I can remember her bedroom wall was just covered, covered with pictures of Ricky Nelson. Well, we could tell those stories. One other thing. Did you notice in there as they were driving out to the farm that they read off the Burma shave signs? Do you remember those? Those were really popular. There would be a series of five signs, and they were spaced 
I don't know, what, a quarter mile apart, maybe? And as you drove by, you would read these signs. Now, the reason these were popular is back then, in the 50s, the freeway system or the interstate system was just taking off. So there were very few interstates that you could travel any great distance on. That's why, for instance, Route 66 was so popular, going from Chicago to uh, Los Angeles, or actually to San Bernardino. The whole way, you were basically on a two- or maybe four-lane highway that went through towns and whatnot. It, it was not a freeway or an interstate. And these signs would be along this side, and they were great. And we looked up a collection of them. I'll just read a few. She eyed his beard and said no dice. The wedding's off. I'll cook the rice. Burma shave. Soap may do for lads with fuzz, but sir, you ain't the kid you was. Burma shave. <laughs> Cautious rider to her reckless deer. Let's have less bull and lots more steer. Burma shave. Special seats reserved in Hades, for whiskered guys who scratch their ladies. Burma shave. <laughs> that was a good one. Here's a good one. The bearded lady tried a jar. She's now a famous movie star. Burma shave. <laughs> there was one in here I really liked. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. Doesn't kiss you like she used her? Perhaps she's seen a smoother rooster, Burma shave. Before I tried it, the kisses I missed. But afterward, boy, the misses I kissed, Burma shave. <laughs> uh, one more. Pedro walked back home by golly. His bristly chin was hot tamale, Burma shave. All right. Well, anyway, there's a whole collection of those. That's just part of American folklore, and you just don't see those anymore. All right, well, that's going to do it for today. I'm so glad you folks stopped by. We are going to go out tonight with some Ricky Nelson songs, naturally. I'm going to play four of them for you, so if you don't want to listen to music, you can bug out now, and there's no harm, no foul. But all four of these songs were from 1957 and 1958. The first two we're going to play were from 1957, and the next two were from 1958. One thing I found interesting, all four of these songs only last eight minutes and 15 seconds, so that's less than two minutes per song on average. And the average song today that hits the Billboard Top 40 is three minutes and 30 seconds. Just five years ago, it was, they were as long as three minutes and 50 seconds. So one of the things that was very unique about Rick Nelson's songs is they were all very short. So enjoy these as we go out tonight. It just maybe we'll bring back some memories. All right, everybody, we'll be back tomorrow with a drama. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. Thank you, Chester. Appreciate it. Well, I've been waiting ever since it. Guess my baby's got another date Stood up, broken hearted again I'll bet she's out having a ball Not even thinking of me at all Stood up, broken hearted again 
Six, come get your kicks down the corner of Lincoln and a 46. Yeah! I've been waiting in school all day long, waiting on the bell to ring so I can go home. Throw my books on the table, pick up the telephone. Baby, let's get some gold Heading down to the drugstore to get a soda pop Throw a nickel in the jukebox Then we start to rock The school cow, baby, gonna taste some news You shouldn't look good And then baby doll shoe Well, it's a one, two, a pull of a shoes A three, four, get out on the floor A five, six, come get your kicks Down on the corner of Lincoln and a 46 Yeah! Well, let's go now I pull up your shoes Three, four, get out on the floor A five, six, come get your kicks Down the corner of Lincoln and a 46 You gotta move Start rocking, baby Rockin', rockin', baby Gonna rock all night Rock all night Just wait and see Yeah! at my call But when I met that little girl I knew that I would fall for little food Oh yeah I was a fool
She'd hold me close and kiss me But her heart was full of lies Poor little fool Oh yeah I was a fool She cared for me That we'd never part And so for the very first time I gave away my heart Poor little fool Oh yeah I was a fool The next day she was gone And I knew she lied to me She left me with a broken heart Won her victory Poor little fool Oh yeah I was a fool The day when someone else would play love's foolish game with me, poor little fool. Oh yeah, I was a fool. Uh -huh. See 